You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Lost Girl After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Lost Girl After Show. <laughs> hey there, Lost Girl fans. You know what time it is. Right place, right time. This is the Lost Girl After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Uh, talking about Season 4, Episode 13, Dark Horse. I'm Matt Lieberman. Joining me as always, fantastic and talented Miss Yale Teagle. Hello, everyone. And we have a very special guest. Ksenia Solo Woo! is here. Hey, guys. Uh, Yes, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it, it's a it's a real blast to meet you, and obviously you're a fan favorite, and it's incredibly lucky that we have you tonight, because I'm sure the fear on everyone's mind is, will we never see you again? Yes. Um, now, I know that Lost Girl is about to head back into production for season five. Um, can you say definitively whether or not we'll see you next year? Unfortunately, I cannot answer that question. Okay. It's a very <laughs> fair question. But, of course, on Lost Girl, maybe not every death is final. We can't say for sure. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll just we'll, – we'll, we will approach it for now as okay. a very sad occasion. <laughs> okay. Either way, it's sad. Even if you could come back to life, yeah. a death is sad. Yeah. And it's – honestly, it speaks a lot to the quality of this season that we are getting so many – tragic character deaths i feel like the stakes have never been higher yeah. you know the world has been in jeopardy before but one of the things that i think this season did so well is not only making the storytelling more complex but raising the character stakes and making it far more about their relationships than say more a story of the week it, I, I felt like all the writing staff really upped their game this year Yeah, I I agree with you. I I enjoy the show the most when we do go darker and we do focus on the relationships because they're so special and complex. And so when all the focus is on that, that's when it's my favorite. Mm -hmm. We've been saying this is definitely our favorite season. Um, I think that they have really taken this story and and given the fans everything they wanted. They said, we want to know more about this. And they were like, oh, okay, here you go. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad you guys feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like we got boatloads of answers just about the world. Mm -hmm. You know, like even, even little things like like Trick's involvement in, you know, the formation of Light and Dark and, and really hearing about uh, sort of his darker side that even mm-hmm. he forgot about yeah. um, is a huge moment. You know, seeing him and Tamsin uh, have their first interaction when he forces her to not take Rainer to Val- Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Huge moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's lots of little bits like that as well as, you know, taking the story in a darker direction, making things more personal for Bo, taking Kenzie away from her at this stage in the game is a really bold move, and it honestly, it makes her more dangerous. Mm-hmm. Kenzie is someone who has always kept her, brought her down to earth, maintained her connection to her humanity that she thought she had. Um, to not have her around, I honestly don't know what to expect from her, especially after getting all this dark energy from her father in that in the final moments. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I feel like I'm way front loading this. <laughs> you jumped way ahead. I know. So <gasps> let's let's jump back. Can we can we settle? Let's go back. Let's Are we go comfortable? Back. Okay. Cool. So um we we open on uh on Bo and and Rainer. Um they're trying to figure out what to do. The Pyrapus is on his way. Uh he literally just forced this uh knight to barbecue herself. We're not happy. Um it's just we're not. So uh, Bo and Rainer take their troubles to the doll. They meet with Trick um, and basically demand the answers that he still hasn't hasn't given. Um, and Trick is obviously he's not happy uh, to see Rainer. Never happy to see Rainer. Right. And stunned that Bo knows what the Pyrapus is. <laughs> um, and like in this scene, he's kind of he's saying he has no idea who. Uh, who Bo's father was ever. Like, he's been saying that the whole time. We've always thought he was lying. I mean, is he telling the truth? Well, I think he follows it up with, you know, here's why I don't know. Your mom was, you know, stuck, and, and I didn't see her for many years, so that happens. Right. But um, I think that he really didn't know, and I think that, you know, it's one of those things where we'll never get to see him, and, and we'll move on, because there are much more important things at stake. That's true. Yeah, namely. Who? Yeah. <laughs> um so let's let's get into kind of where where Kenzie's at in this episode. At the end of last episode, she she told Bo she wanted her to unclaim her and she kind of disappeared. We were worried that she was just gone mm-hmm. um and that she wouldn't come back. Why why is she sticking around the first time we see her? She is in she's in Ebony's bedroom. Yeah. Um, was she going to look for Lauren to say goodbye, or what What was uh, happening there? I think in her moment of weakness and being lost and just packing her bags and, and leaving her entire world behind, um, one of the first things she did is she went and had a drink <laughs> to sure. to soothe the pain and, and the sorrow. And, um, and, yeah, I think she was going to look for Lauren, and here she stumbles upon, you know, this mess and and this very cryptic painting and and blood and and luckily Dyson you know runs in just in the in the right moment and and the journey begins from there. Yes. Um, now I I have to ask this question. So Do it. at the at the beginning of the season when Bo had been unwritten from history, mm-hmm. um, uh, Dyson and Kenzie were having a relationship, which was like. Fun for the audience to see, but also incredibly weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to know how much of that do does she remember? Do she and Dyson remember? Um, was that ever said specifically by the writers, or did you play it that way? I remember filming the episodes after the season premiere, and anytime Chris and I had a scene together, we'd be like, "Wait." Is this awkward? I like there was one moment where he like went to put his hand on my shoulder and and decided against it. So we tried to play it. Yeah. Um. In the grand scheme of things, I don't think it was that important for um for the writers, the editors when when putting these episodes together. It wasn't that important to keep those moments in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But we definitely thought about it because it was such a huge, bizarre thing that we that we had to um play and so we were wondering how that affected us but it it comes off in the show like little moments like in last episode uh where Kenzie and Dyson are obviously having an argument mm-hmm. we don't see Dyson we don't hear Dyson's side of it but you storm off and we assumed that that was you know her trying to tell him to kill Massimo for her or help her out with this uh but it still it felt intimate 
Um, and maybe that's the viewers putting something on top of it. But if if that was intentional, it's it reads. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, I think they have a very special bond, and they've mm-hmm. been through um, you know hell and high water. And especially with not having Bo there, that was such a kind of um, what's the what's the right way to say it? Such an epic thing that that changed everyone's dynamic. Um, so th- they have a special bond. That's all I can say. Um, and they always have, I think, from the from the very beginning. So it's safe to assume that the fans aren't going to get to see them back together <laughs> as much I as don't we loved it that one think time. so. Well, at this point, he's kissed everyone except he's Lauren. He's just a big old sloot, is what he is. <laughs> so it was just my turn, you know? Yeah. Um, no, is he going to continue <laughs> that round? Or? I'm sorry, Chris Holden-Reed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think it's going right. to go that way. Okay. I, I thought I'd ask for the fans. That's It's a good call. Um so we're we're try- we're just preparing for the arrival of the Purpose, the uh, the the soul uh, soul vat, Sinvat, Sinvat, mm-hmm. the portal, the Sinvat, the portal. It's wide open. We saw it bust open at the end of last episode, uh, and we're getting ready to fight him. Meanwhile, we have Massimo, who's swallowed <sighs> the origins. I know. God, just like just what? stop. Listen. <laughs> Just because Buddy. mommy didn't love you yeah. doesn't mean you need to just run no. around messing with our favorite people. Not okay. Yeah. You're not, not you're okay. not a fae. You're just collecting all their stuff, yeah. hoping just that... Just being greedy But is if what she still is. had her powers, she would be so proud of him. Uh, no. <laughs> she would not be so proud of him. He's like a little toady. Like, that's the <laughs> he thing. He's so toady. He's not, a, he's not a bold murderer. Okay? <laughs> Ebony respects bold, mm-hmm. bloody conquest. This is conquest. a mama's boy, whiny, you know, just yeah. a little he's girl more, is what he is. Exactly. He's more He's more <laughs> Buffalo Bill than, say, Conan the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's in his basement fiddling with his toys, being a mortal. God. What yeah. did you say about uh, when we first heard him speak after he kidnapped Lauren? You were you were relating his uh, his intonations to another character. I can't even remember. Was, he's talking about his precious, really. Oh yeah, he was very <laughs> golemy. I mean, like, here's the thing: it's a hard thing to play to mm-hmm. you know be as incredibly emotionally disturbed mm-hmm. as Massimo is, and to have all of this power inside of you, and then also dealing with. All of the various powers that the Unamens collected over the over their time, you know, basically ruling the planet. So it's it's a very intense feeling. It's something that it kind of fuels everything in his performance. So it is it's kind of a bigger moment. He's he's grappling with a lot. But you're right. He's talking to himself. He's like you know muttering and trying to figure out how to make Mama happy because at this point it's overwhelmed his brain. He can't make proper decisions. He also yeah. was crying every time regardless of Which he was, was angry. pretty remarkable. It was amazing. He's angry or he's uh you know fighting but he's got tears coming down his face. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> it beautiful murder and, scary and, and immortality, and I was I was half expecting him to become some kind of like creature, but it seems like the the power that was busting him up inside would have just made him eventually explode or something mm-hmm. if uh, Bo hadn't intervened with her little samurai sword. Little um, Sam- Geraldine, yes. come on! What kind of fans are you, 
Guys. Listen. <laughs> listen. It's still not a full length. Geraldine is not you a full length samurai even. sword. She's, she, listen, she's it's beautiful. She's deadly. Okay. We, we appreciate her, but she was also used in the murder of one of our favorite characters. I know. There's a lot of emotions here. Emotions are running high, and I apologize for any slights that <laughs> I may have right. offered you or the fan base. I forgive you. Thank and you. And I hope they do too, for your sake. I hope they do too. <laughs> Don't Jeez forgive Louise. Him. You don't have to. I think I'll be okay. Unless they have a Geraldine copy that they want to stab me with, but I don't think that that's... I think we're, I think we're above that. I think we're past that fandom. Okay. Um, so, obviously, Bo is at the center of, uh, of this prophecy. You know, uh, Kenzie starts looking through um, all of these books that, uh, that Rosette owned while she was still alive. And... Uh, one of them uh, explains that she needs to give up her heart. She needs to sacrifice her heart in order to close the sin vat, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, Kenzie very smartly kind of keeps to herself and really figures it out on her own. Uh, at the time, I'm like, share the information because I feel like it's something that like is like it, it's happened before on Lost Girl. I can't think of a specific uh, of a specific instance where vital information was kept from someone mm-hmm. um, that could have been used to, to form a better plan. But like she's grieving so intensely mm-hmm. and probably feels very alienated. Um, is the pro- was it that simple? Was did she realize that that's what her role was going to be in that moment, or was it just sort of like I need to think about this before we give her this information? I think it's been her journey of the season, you know, from the minute we pick up to the minute that we end. She's just trying to find her place, find her purpose. She's not okay being useless. She wants to help the people that she loves. That's the kind of friend she is, you know, loyal to the utmost degree. So I think because she's been searching for an answer all season long, I feel like when that book is in front of her and she reads that it, it's just innate. She just has a great intuition and, and, um, and she understands it pretty quickly mm-hmm. what she has to do. Yeah. Um, Tamsin keeps the secret to herself. Uh, well, Tamsin also thought that Bo had to tear out her own heart. Yeah. Right. Which I'm really glad she did not share that information with Bo. Yeah. I was wor- Hey, P.S. Here's your scalpel for later. For later. <laughs> what know. do I what do I need this for? <laughs> I, you'll yeah. know. It's, it's a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Don't worry. Yeah. Um meanwhile, Bo and Dyson head to the Sinvat, ready, you know, ready for battle. Mm-hmm. Um Bo has strengthened herself by feeding on Tamsin, uh, which kind of like is it, there's a fun little moment in there. Of uh, first of all, that she tastes happy, mm-hmm. um, which I guess part of that is Rainer's death, which we haven't even gotten into yet. Uh, and then I don't know. I attributed part of it to her and Dyson hooking up because then he has a moment where you know he's ready to to be fed on. She's like, "Oh no, I took care of that." Tamsin's, uh, I, I already fed on Tamsin. He's like, "Really?" <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Um. Well, I mean, also she's. Uh... Tamsin says that she has a new soul and that she's going to take Rainer and that she's going back to Valhalla and she's uh, going to end her exile. Yeah. So I think that is also part of her happiness. Yes. it's. I think that's probably, you're probably right. That's the main part of her happiness. But also she got some. Yes. <laughs> um, so let's let's get into <laughs> Rainer's death. All this buildup, right? Two seasons of buildup. We meet the guy. We think he's going to be her father, not the father. 
They're gonna. Uh, they're fall. They've fallen in love. Is Bo brainwashed? Is she crazy? We find out what really happens. Is he the destiny? Right. Is he her destiny? And then he's just straight up murdered before we get to have any of these questions answered. Um, like what? Like twenty minutes into the episode, mm-hmm. like he's just gone. Um. Which makes Massimo even more dangerous. He's now got the his forethought mm-hmm. abilities, uh, which like okay, can we can we just rack up this scorecard here? Okay, Massimo is immortal. Mm-hmm. He's got forethought in battle, mm-hmm. uh, the power of six Unamens, and all of the people that they ever stole powers from ever. Mm-hmm. And he's crazy, right? Uh, and he wants to please his mother. And he wants to please his mother, which might be the most dangerous thing of all. Yeah. Uh, so he's incredibly, incredibly dangerous. I don't know how many fans are going to mourn Rainer that heavily, especially in an episode where we also lost Kenzie. Oh, get it together, Lieberman. (laughs) Get it together. Um, yeah. I... I How did you to feel? Say you know? it. I hate to say it, but say it. By this episode, I was over Rainer. I mean, I'm not saying that we shouldn't see him shirtless all the time. I'm just saying I was over the character, and I was like, "Well, yeah. he's gone." Let's That's just nice. cast him in bronze, and we'll just we'll have his bare chest. There you go. To look on in the doll for years to come. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> You're imagining actually casting the real man in bronze. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But that's that's not a productive way to make a statue. Uh-uh. I don't think so. I'm not a statue maker. <laughs> I agree. You are not a sculptor <laughs> is the name of that profession. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm a TV watcher. I would have said the same thing. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, so, meanwhile, Ebony, now human, still getting used to it. Yeah, um, wedgies. I know, which is not the worst of it. There's more There's more <laughs> stuff to come. Was it this episode or the last one where she was like, and I think I might be getting my period for the first time, that and was, she was furious? That was the last one. This one, she's okay. going through menopause. Yeah. Which makes sense. Well, she, I mean, she had a child. We don't know how old she is. I mean, she's thousands of years old. Right. To just be getting menopause now is a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. Um, so she and Trick are uh, are chatting it up. And she's drunk and hitting on hitting him. Hitting on I know. him. Like, ooh la la. And it's, it's I'm going to say it's 50 to 55% working. I'm going to say it's, it's, he's just a little tempted. I want to see that. I think that that would be... Trick doesn't get enough love. He yeah. doesn't. You can't blame the and guy. And when he does, it's all off screen. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's ha- also, uh, it also re- always looks very um, like appropriate. Mm-hmm. And I think that with Ebony, it looks very inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And I want to see it. We, we want to see a little, we a little want action. Some, yeah. yeah, we want some dirt. We want Ooh, some jewels. Baby. Okay, we want jewels <laughs> everywhere. Because uh, here's the thing, right? Yeah. Having... <laughs> Uh, Trick, who I'm going to call it, is a control freak. Mm-hmm. Think back to Blood King days, right? Mm-hmm. To have a wildly out of control, supremely inappropriate, ex-murderous, now human, as his, uh, you know, pretend, not wife-to-be, but just as the woman on his arm, could be a lot of fun, mm-hmm. plot-wise. He can't handle her, he can't control her, and worst of all, she's always going to be in a terrible mood, because now she's human <laughs> and she's not happy about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, I want to see that show. It's like the odd couple, only better and sexier. <laughs> right? But I want it, like, as, like, an 80s sitcom. Mm-hmm. I want it in under those circumstances. <laughs> or I'll just take it as part of next season. Yeah, tell Jay this. Okay. That's what we need. All right, I'm going to text him right now. <laughs> yes. Okay, great. 
Um, so they are, they're trying to figure out what to do. She's hidden on him. And uh, they realize, you know, it's the smallest thing that uh, can make the difference. Or wh- what is the exact line that she... It's the, the famous quote, the... Yeah. The, the smallest thing can cast the... Cast the largest, largest shadow. Yeah. Um, and uh, they si- come to a silent agreement about what they need to do. Um, and uh, Ebony heads off to distract Massimo while Trick heads to the battlefield with his trusty bow staff. Mm-hmm. Um, glad to see him in the thick of it. It's been one of the major plot points this year that Trick has been on the sidelines, mm-hmm. that he hasn't been as helpful as he's been in the past, that he's been conflicted, that he's learning all this new stuff about himself. I mean, Yell, how do you feel about Trick at this point in the series? Um, I'm really glad that this episode we had him back. He's He's the trick that we know and love. It was really hard this season where he won't answer any questions. He won't talk to anybody. But we have him back. And I like that they brought back the Bo staff, which we saw in um, the episode where Bo goes into Dyson's memories, Mm -hmm. where we see him kick butt with the Bo staff. And I was really happy that they brought that back. Yeah, because the dude's got skills. He's Uh awesome. Yeah, skills Uh to pay the bills. And Mm -hmm. they don't all involve blood. That's important. It's important to know. Uh, especially because he won't use his blood powers because that's how a Garuda happens. I was so worried that that's what Ebony was trying to get him to do. To use the blood. To use his blood to fix it. Well, with all the blood talk that Bo was uh, was dealing with about the power of her blood, mm-hmm. she, it's finally laid out for her where her different powers come from. Uh, I'm surprised that uh, the show hasn't gone to try and have her use her blood re- to write something down. I don't know. Maybe... The, who knows? Who knows? I'm just saying, how diluted can diluted can her blood king blood possibly be? Well, I think that she they're not going to allow her. Whether she thinks, oh, this is a great idea, I should try this. Mm-hmm. The trick's going to be like, hey, haven't you learned from my mistakes yet? No, not yet. Well, not yet, but I mean, he's going to he's going to ask. Okay, <laughs> fair ask. enough. Like a responsible grandfather. Yes. Uh, all right. I want to talk about Dyson swearing fealty. Really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of got sort of mirror scenes with Dyson and Lauren this week. Um, and listeners of the show will know that I keep harping on the show, in my mind, is heading towards a, a, a place where Lauren, Dyson, and Bo can kind of live in harmony. This again? Yeah, listen. <laughs> I I've, think, I've heard you talk about this before. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, on a show like this, polyamory doesn't seem crazy. No, no. It doesn't. Um, and, and how do you pick? I mean, really. You can't. That's the question everyone asks. And it's it's been one of the major, again, a major plot point mm-hmm. this season of, you know, they're both, I love both of them. They both love me. They're both great for different reasons. They're both frustrating for different reasons. Um, I shouldn't have to pick. I shouldn't have to. What am I supposed to do? And seeing Dyson and Lauren become closer, now we have their two different approaches to letting Bo know how much they love they love her. Mm-hmm. He does it in this very formal, you know, old school fashion where, you know, she's a queen, he's swearing fealty, he'll do whatever, you know, needs to be done, he'll always be by her side, which is, you know, moving, but also, like... I don't know. Just a little a little too old-fashioned. I think she knows it, too, when she's like, you know, that's, you know, you love me. That's why you need to serve with me, not for me. You know, I don't want you to be my servant. I don't want you to lay your life down for me. I would do the same for you, you know, stand as my equal, which is great. Mm-hmm. When she rescues Lauren later, we kind of see 
uh, this script flipped a little bit because she, you know, is far more modern in the way that she's just, you know, like, like, I love you, no formal declarations. But we need kind of a moment with two of our, with both of our uh, major romantic Love people, interests. yeah, love interests. See, it's not just it's not just you. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did you feel about these scenes, both of you? Um, I really liked it. I think his old school Dysony Dysonness was great. That's the it most was such descriptive. a beautiful moment. It was yeah. so heartfelt and mm-hmm. <laughs> it got me a little emotional. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, and then Lauren's was, you know, the way Lauren. It's they were yeah. just. It was just so Dysony and Laureny. Right. It 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 only served to further highlight mm-hmm. what's great about them both and what's very different about them mm-hmm. both. Mm-hmm. Um, and both are very appealing for different reasons. So uh, you know, Bo leaves Dyson, Tamsin, and the crew ready uh, to fight all these revenants that are coming out of the Sinvat. Mm-hmm. Um, a classic bit of Lost Girl repartee when, uh, so she is, uh, yeah, let's talk about this. Bo briefly gets overcome by all this dark energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, she asked Dyson to do something, anything to stop it. So he kisses her, which for a hot second, I'm like, is this the, what the prophecy is referring to with like her heart is what would be to close the vat, you know, gather the people she loves around her? I don't know. Um, Are you suggesting an orgy? That's not what I was suggesting. You're I, putting words in my mouth. I just wanted to check if that's what you're suggesting. I'm it glad is, you're checking. Let's let's just get that out in the open. It's imp- <laughs> we're talking about Lost Girl. This is important. Okay. It's very important. I'm listening. Well, <laughs> we just talked about it. Um, so not an orgy. Not an orgy. Um, a, a, a love circle of yeah, sorts. Yeah, is a love fest of sorts. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The more we all know. Uh, no, she, she, he kisses her. She's kind of back to normal. She's like, you need some new tricks. Uh, cause he does that a lot. And I, and I thought it was funny just in terms of like, is she getting bored with the way that he kisses? Could anyone be bored with the way that Chris Holden Reed kisses? I don't know. <laughs> don't look at me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wanted to answer. Well, you did shoot that episode. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So. She's like, you need new tricks. Then she turns around and she's like, so how about a threesome? And he's just kind of like, oh, brother, talk about needing new tricks. Uh, which, to me, was just so funny. So many puns on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Glad we called it out. Good. Um, so they're all fighting all of the revenants and it's just all these warriors from different eras like we see a bunch of like world war 1 guys with like the sappers helms and mm-hmm. we see some like confederate and yeah. union troops and i thought i saw a red coat wandering mm-hmm. around um and like there's only th- three of them fighting maybe it's it's uh tamsin using her valkyrie abilities to make them fight each other yeah she has them doubt themselves right meanwhile Bo heads over to Massimo's to rescue Lauren. Um, I knew you'd come. Yes. And <laughs> deep chuckles from both of us. I always do. Deep <laughs> chuckles. Um, it's true. I heard the chuckles. <laughs> I can't even. I need a second. <laughs> okay. So uh, she goes uh, to fight Massimo. Ebony shows up just in time for Bo to slip a knife around her throat. Right. Not part of the plan, 
But, you know, there's improvisation. There's there's a time and place for everything. Yeah. And frankly, Massimo deserves the heartbreak. Uh, and she does it, what I thought was very, very clever. Um, she saps the chi, or I couldn't tell if she was sapping the chi or if she gave more chi to uh, to Ebony to have him sap. Uh, can you explain this scene, Yell? Can to I me? explain the scene? I yes, would prefer. Can you explain it? Can you explain um, it? <laughs> I watched right. it. Here's what I understand. <laughs> okay. You love when I come up with theories. So here's what I think happened. Okay. Great. Okay. So first, Bo chuck, sucks the chi, chucks the seed. <laughs> <laughs> she sucks chi out of Massimo. Which gives him the, helps him gain the ability to succubus someone, mm-hmm. to suck chi. Yes. <laughs> so Continue. then she uh, sucks chi, blows chi into <laughs> Ebony, and then. You're making him blush. <laughs> I love that you're turning red. All right, so she blows chi into Ebony. <laughs> okay. Um, so... And then Ebony and, uh, and Massimo somehow. Get stuck sucking and blowing. <laughs> sucking and blowing chi. He can't stop sucking her chi. Um, which, his mother's chi. His mother's chi, which, you know, is creepy and weird uh, that he's getting it. Um, and uh, he just keeps on. He can't stop. And and Bo taunts him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that was the one thing I wasn't able to stop. Can you stop to save your own mother? I'm like, go you, cold-blooded. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I loved this. Um, and then he, you know, he sucks too much chi, and she basically, <laughs> she basically, she, 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 she dies or she's close to it. Um, and, uh, you know, Bo beats the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. Or they, they, uh, Lauren steals the twig of Zamora, crumbles it up, no longer immortal. Uh, but first he asks her to save his mother. To save his mother, which is very beautiful and fitting, and mm-hmm. he's creepy, so we don't feel that bad. But we like Ebony, so we don't want her to die. I thought we no. were losing Ebony. For a hot second, I'm like, man, we are just, we are just dropping bodies everywhere. I not like knowing, yeah. yeah, not knowing what was to come. Mm-hmm. Sadness, and uh, she saves, she saves Ebony, uh, gives her just enough to breathe, and uh, you know, gives Massimo what he deserves for everyone that he's hurt. Stabs him with, uh, with our dear friend Geraldine. And justice is served. Although, Finally. I felt that I'm just like, Kenzie deserves to be here. Even if she I didn't know. get to deliver the what kill the and hell? blow. Always missing the good stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll add that to the J text. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought when they had the twig, mm-hmm. wouldn't it have been smart of Bo to give the twig back to Kenzie. Mm-hmm. Timing, my so dear, that, timing. Yeah. So that she would never, they would never be worried about her ever uh, again? Because the heir, the last heir of Zamora is dead, the twig, they mentioned its mm. power is diminished. Right. So we don't even know how well it would have worked, frankly. If if Lauren was able to crumble yeah. it up just like that, it seems pretty used up. Whatever, I'm still heartbroken. Okay, that's fair. We all are. Okay. All the fans are screaming, Why? Why now? Why this? Why us? Which I would say is very selfish. But um, <laughs> we're a selfish group. We are. We we want what we like, and we want it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in any case, uh, Bo uh, leaves Lauren to take care of Ebony. Uh, she feels a little little responsible for it. Um, <laughs> you know, she did make her human after all. How did she do that? Uh, yeah, can you? 
I don't remember. She delivered a serum. Remind me. She delivered a serum mm-hmm. using a cutting series of <laughs> uh, physical and emotional techniques that <laughs> she fed it to her through her vagina and everyone had a great life because of it. It's legitimately, legitimately one of the most creative, immature, and hilarious things I've ever seen. And I, I said it on the last episode of the show. Anything that I ever said about not wanting Bo to be with Lauren, out the window. Out the window. Out the window. <laughs> Girl is badass mm-hmm. and smart. And the fact that she went there over brownie, the moon. Brownie points. Yeah. No, not brownie <laughs> points. We didn't go there. Um, and let's not. Let's stop that right there. We're going to squash that. Even, We're going to ball it up. Okay. We're going to throw it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a signal from the booth that's like, that's a no-no. Um, <laughs> you took it there, not me. Let's, I just, let's just get that I just skirted around it. I noticed that it was there, and I mentioned <laughs> it so that no one stepped in it. Okay? <laughs> that's all that I did. Moving on. So, meanwhile, uh, Kenzie is... Uh, kind of psyching herself up for this for this big moment. And for a hot second, I was like, because it, it cuts from this Massimo fight to, um, to you, only ha- you only say two words. It's like, it's des- uh, destiny. Booyah. Booyah. And I'm like, was there more of this scene that was missing? Because it was just like a little thing until I realized the enormity of what she's about to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone watching, I'm assuming, because we did this, had a moment of like, um... Um, no. Um, uh, what, what's going on? She's walking right through the battle and like, just like the look on your face, like the determination and the sadness. And it's, it's just, it's a really beautiful moment. And honestly, it's very earned. Like this could have felt, this could have felt cheap. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, Fans uh, love this character so much. You know, in in the hands of another set of writers, it, or in, in in the hands of another actress, it could have felt like you know this show is doing this to us to to shock Just us. Just to shock you, yeah. Right, but you're right. Kenzie has been on a journey um, for the whole series, and, and especially this season. And I think it's why we spent more time um, getting to know her and seeing her background, meeting her family, mm-hmm. giving her you know everything that she wanted, only to have it ripped away. Um, how did you feel? Uh, did they give you any inkling at the start of the season that this was going to be, you know, a bigger season for you? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like there was no way around it. I had to know what to expect so that I could really build, um, the journey for her. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, uh, there was a lot of suspense that, that was, you know, as we were building up to filming the last episode and even, you know, episode 411 where where Hale dies that was so incredibly emotional so it was like going from one heartbreaking thing to the next um it was you know it was challenging but we we had to go there yeah so when did they so did they tell you that you were going to die I knew I knew early on you knew early yeah okay what what was gonna happen and how did you feel about that I mean, how, I know it's, how it's, can it's, you feel? It, it, it's, it, it was very, um, you know, it's strange. You, you do something for such a long time. We've been doing this show since, um, I guess, since the pilot five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, our characters, they're, they're so alive to us and, and to everybody, to all the fans. So when you know that this is coming and filming the scene, filming 
walking to the portal and looking back at, at Bo and Dyson and Trick, it was very emotional. You know, that there's a lot of a lot of emotion tied into it, not just what the character is feeling, but what I'm feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it had to have been hard and uh, lots of tears. Lots of tears. Lots yeah. of tears. Yeah. The the tear quotient. We were just like walking in the tears. It was we had to, it was flooding. Okay. Yeah. So so it was just for like, like the room many episodes. For many episodes, it was just our like whole the room studio we was, was flooded. Was just was nonstop bad. tears. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of a of a joke because Noah's in theaters, but I can't. So we're just going <laughs> to move on. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, when you give Bo that hug and you give her Geraldine, you say you're going to be okay. You're going to mm-hmm. be fine. Um, that's when she slips Hale's engagement ring into her pocket. Bo finds it too late and rushes, runs as fast as she possibly can, but doesn't make it quite in time. Um, as Kenzie says goodbye and absorbs all of this energy, Sinvat shuts, and we're all reduced to soupy puddles of mess. Yep. Uh, all the revenants are gone, and damn. So... Kenzie had it worked out in her head that this was her part of the prophecy because uh, Rainer getting killed meant that uh, that Tamsin got her soul back, um, that she had a ticket to Valhalla, mm-hmm. and that she could take Kenzie there and maybe, just maybe, she could see Hale again. Again, tears. Mm-hmm. Huge. Oh, man. Lots of pain. I know. But pain is important. I mean, It is. Obviously, we have no idea how long the show is going to run, but it feels it feels like a midpoint in in the series. I feel like it's it's changing the dynamic in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. um, not just through the deaths, um, but in the style of storytelling, in uh, the fact that our our chief antagonists this year are big issues are really familial issues, um, issues of family, issues of love, big choices. Um, and the world just keeps getting darker. The fact is, there's no, there is now no formal government over the Fey world. Uh, it, it doesn't exist. We have our, our two leaders, one of which, is Ebony, now human. is now human. She can't rule the dark. Mm-hmm. They'd kill her. I'm surprised that they haven't already tried. You know, that just makes sense to me. Yeah. But, uh, I feel like this show, you know, is spinning off into something very different from where it started. It's very complex. I have a lot of excitement about seeing where it's going to go because I honestly, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell anyone. Well, I have a prediction, but I'll, I'll, I'll save that <laughs> for the end. Okay. Um, yeah, so she, her, her wings sprout out. She carries Kenzie off to, we assume, Valhalla and Dyson finds Tamsin passed out in front of the snowy gates of Valhalla, I assume. Um, and she's, you know, obviously distressed, panicked. She tells Dyson, Bo cannot find the other hell shoe. You can't let her. And then she, you know, doesn't pass out, but she doesn't get into more detail than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, what do we have next season? We have this mystery of these hell shoes. Mm-hmm. We still have the Pyrapus, uh locked up in hell. We don't know how much of his energy... Bo absorbed while the Sinvat was opened and whether or not that's going to cause something within her. Um, we have this other mark that he's placed upon her. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. Have we? Have I missed anything from this episode that either of you want to discuss? Because I'm sure that I did. Um, so much is happening. 
No. Okay. Um, well, you were good. You covered a lot. Okay. He's <laughs> good. He's great at this. He's on it. Okay. Yep. Um, well, then I'm just going to say let's let's call this predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Thank you. Because at this point, we're we're just going to be chatting. Hopefully, as as long as we have. I don't know how much time we have left. Um, but also talking about where we hope the series will go. I'm just going to say this is what I pitched out before I even knew that Kenzie was the one who was going to die. I thought Rainer was going to sacrifice himself for Bo, and she would have to use the Hell Shoes to go into Hell to save him. I'm going to make that same call and say either not everything went smoothly in trying to get Kenzie to Valhalla, now she's in Hell, and uh, these Hell Shoes, only one person can walk into Hell and bring someone back. That's what I'm thinking. Um, I could be incredibly wrong about that. What do you think, Yael? Um, I also, I agree. I think that's exactly, I think Kenzie was like, here's what's going to happen next season. I think that was what happened, and it was great. Um, I refuse to accept the death of Kenzie. Refuse. Okay, that, that's, that's a, a strong It's a very word. strong word. Refuse. Okay. Um, do you, do you need something? Do you need a break? <laughs> no, I need Kenzie back. Okay. Um, and I just want to comment that Kenzie looked fierce. She looked fierce. Oh, yeah. thank fierce. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very It's a sweet. great outfit. Thanks. Yeah. One of my faves. My, I was like, this has got to be good. Mm-hmm. The, the walking it's, to my death, right? I got to look good. It's going to be the most iconic moment, potentially, mm-hmm. of your whole run. Like Ebony says, you know, if I'm going to go out, I got to look fabulous. So yeah. I, I borrowed that analogy from her. Excellent. Yeah. Um, That's my prediction. The <laughs> other thing that was brought up once, mm-hmm. I believe last episode, not this one, was like not uh, that they told Bo, you're not just the queen, you're the one, mm-hmm. which has been said a few times, but remains uh, very, very cryptic, Matrix-level cryptic. Yeah. Um, hopefully we get some explanation of that next season. I think also there's going to uh, hopefully be the play-up of, as we are saying, there's no government right now for the right. Fae. She is going to lead. That's a bold mm. prediction. I'm I am thinking full of bold prediction. I'm thinking it's anarchy in city, um, which we'll get to. Okay, yeah, I have. Okay, I have to ask. Is it? Time? Do you know what city the show <laughs> takes place in? Is I'm afraid to find the answer. I know. Well, I, it's okay if they just never told anyone, but it's just it's never said anywhere in the entire series. I think that's the point. Okay. Unless I that it could, missed something right. over these last five years. That it could conceivably be anywhere. It's a modern city. Okay. That's so it's all still we know. called city. It's still called yeah. city. I actually, that's fine with me. That's what I have written yeah. there. City. Yeah. City, city, question mark. <laughs> yes. Um, now, we have some fan questions. We do. Um, so, well, one of the fan questions is, will you be back next season? <laughs> Which um, question mark? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if I tell you, I have to kill you, and I don't want to kill you. Yeah, we need or you to be fans. fans. Yeah. yeah, I refuse <laughs> to see you killed. Yes, fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, we got one from at Sci-Fi Slasher uh, mm-hmm. Brian. I, I I don't know. He's everyone sent them to you because you're, you're the most popular. That's true. Um, so That's I don't know true. which one. Brian's of course had. she is. I mean, look at her killer outfit. She's channeling Kenzie today. Can I'm we just Kenzie. acknowledge that? I'm wearing a vest. <laughs> okay, you look great. Thank okay. you. Okay, 
Oh. <laughs> you look I, great. I was informed that I had to wear a vest. That's true. Um, um, I'm not sure who wrote which questions, but we have um, a handful. So if you could pick if you could pick your Faye powers, if Kenzie was going to become Faye, what would she want to be? Because we assume that... The fireworks were powers... Were not her choice. Her jubilee powers yeah. were not... <laughs> Those were fun for 30 seconds. Right. Um... Goodness. I always say I want to be like Vex because it, it must be so cool to like control people mm-hmm. um, and get them to do what you want. And if you can stop a whole army, um, then hey, that's, that seems cool. Um, Trick goes to visit um, Wailing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be a cool power if you could force people to tell you the truth, even the truth that they themselves don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think th- those are my top two. Those are great. Those are good choices. Um, um, we also have uh, what? Who would you want to guest star in the show, and what fate powers would you want them to have? Dream guest star, oh. like uh, George Takei. Yes, <laughs> giant awesome. George Takei snake. <laughs> um, we we have been lucky this year with with awesome guest stars. That's just such a hard question because the list goes on and on. Um, I always wanted Al Pacino to play my <laughs> stepdad. Um, Al, if you're listening, <laughs> hey, we'd man. love to have you. Um, I think that's a great one, right? Mm-hmm. I think Adam Driver. Do you guys know Adam Driver? I love From Adam Gr- Driver. He's such a phenomenal actor, mm-hmm. um, and I think he would make a really badass Faye. Um, so that that would be cool. Yeah. Again, the list goes on, but yeah. but make him the lost mesmer. Make him, you know, you know Vex's long lost brother. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Well, I mean, if we do wind up going down into hell, there's always a very good chance we bring something we don't like back mm-hmm. with us. Just saying, um, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you've been doing the show for about you know five years. Um, so when what was your reaction when you first read the pilot back in the day? Um, I'm trying. I'm trying. It's been a while since I watched the pilot. I'm trying to it's even a remember. Fey, fey world. Actually, I know that's the name of it. The, the day I um, the day I wrapped season four, I went and I watched the pilot mm-hmm. just to you know go back to our roots and and you know do do a full circle. And it was so interesting after a really emotional day of work um, to to watch it again and just remember where we all came from, both as people and as our characters. Um, and it's amazing. I mean, it, it's amazing how we've how we've all grown, and it was very strange to to watch it and remember. Yeah, you've spoken a little bit about how it was to build and prepare for all the crazy turmoil this season. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of things did you do you think about before watching the love of your life die? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> dead animals and things. No. Um, you know what? To be honest, I don't know. What, whatever I had to use in the moment. And um, and again, we're such a family that when we have to film scenes like that, you don't have to look outside of that situation too much. Um, but there was definitely a, a lot of crying and a lot of emotion, and it was exhausting. Um, but it had to be done. And I'm sorry I didn't answer your question about what I thought yeah. um, when I saw the, the pilot episode. I actually had no idea what phase were. And as I was reading the script, I was, like, imagining these, you know, these characters that I was reading about with, like, fairy wings. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a very odd concept for show, but it's kind of cool. Um, and so t- to my, you know, pleasant surprise, everyone was much cooler than just, you know, flying <laughs> right. around with, with fairy wings. 
Um, and I thought it was really different because I'd never heard of those creatures. I thought the characters were really cool. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I had never really done comedy. Definitely not a lot of it. And so I was nervous about playing this character, about being the comedic relief. Um, so that's been a whole wonderful journey in That's got to feel very gratifying to know how much the fans love, you know, what you bring to the show. And a lot of that is that comic relief. And I think you're really brilliant at it. That's very sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I agree with what he said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm lucky. You know, we, we have great writers who, who give me, you know, funny stuff to say. So I can't take all the credit. Um, but it, it's definitely the show and this character have, have – um, have made my love of comedy just really grand. So, good. Yeah. So you have the most badass costumes on the show. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, where the costumes are coming from and what are your favorite pieces to wear? Well, um, when we originally started the show, the woman who created the look of it, um, her name is Ann Dixon, and she is an incredibly talented, gifted um, costume designer, and I think she breathes so much life into our characters. I feel like for Kenzie, like, you know, 50% of who she is 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 the clothes that she has on um, and the disguises that she gets to wear. Mm-hmm. So, so Anne really created um, a magnificent world in that sense, and so many of the pieces are custom-made. Dyson's, you know, leather vests and, and all the leather that Vex wears and his crazy, you know, jackets and mm-hmm. thongs and chaps. And bondage and gear. Bondage yeah. gear. <laughs> um, so um, it's always been a very collaborative process. And again, it's just been like an evolution. How can we push the bar every new season that comes? I never want Kenzie to stay the same. I always want her to keep growing and evolving. And so it's been a really fun ride of, of you know, gathering images and inspiration and just seeing how we can really make her the coolest, baddest chick around. Mm-hmm. Now, was the was the scene you walking to the Sinbad? Was that your last day on the show, or what was the last day? It wasn't, but it but it felt like it was. Um, what was the last day? Yeah, can you walk us through it? Actually, the last day was the scene in Ebony's bedroom mm. uh, where the Morgan comes in, and I get to soccer know, right in soccer the face. Soccer right in the face. It was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that that was my last scene and last day. Oh man! Which is interesting because you know, walking to the Sinbad, I was like, "This feels like it's it," but mm-hmm. no, I got to be up at five in the morning <laughs> and do this all over again. And we got to see you dance this season. Yeah, finally. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything, any other, not to say that you're coming back or not coming back? Right. But um, right. is there some other skills or, or talents you'd want to show off on the show? Oh God, I haven't thought of that. I've been lucky so far. I've I've gotten to play the drums. The tango was like just the most amazing experience and it was so cool to see Chris and KC go from not guys with two left feet. I got to give them more credit <laughs> than that. They are very smooth. Mm-hmm. Um but just to, to you know to have them accomplish something like that they didn't think they could. I didn't think I could. I mean it was a real um bonding experience and we were lucky cuz we had someone who was, you know, kicking us in the butt and when we were all like no it hurts or we can't do that it was like no you're gonna do it and we're gonna create this really um awesome piece and kind of do something that not a lot of people do on television mm-hmm. um and not have any dance doubles and, and do it all ourselves so that was that was very cool did i answer your question sorry i went on a little tango no, ramble there. great tangent um <laughs> but, but is there anything <laughs> else other you skills um 
I always want to fight more. I'm, I'm a big fan of of um, doing stunts and, and stunt choreography. So if we could like hype that up and have mm-hmm. me like I don't know. Hey man, I don't know. You you go to hell. You learn some stuff, right? You got to defend yourself. Yeah. Okay. It's hot down there. Mm-hmm. People are moody. Yeah. Listen, they will attack you. Yeah. And you need to be ready. You need to protect your skin, your hair, not the lo- face. There's yeah. a lot of yeah. fire going on. So if someone's got shade, you're gonna throw some shade, or worse, mm-hmm. throw a rock at them. Yeah. <laughs> We're off the reservation. Okay. Um, now, in in your dream version of of the show, uh, where would you like? How would you like to see it end? Have you ever thought about it? To be honest, I haven't. Um, you know, there's. I I do feel really bad for Kenzie. Yeah. You know, it was it was hard watching that episode and and watching Bo come to Kenzie's. Um, grave, and it was all just very surreal and strange. So I just want Kenzie to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, she's such an incredible person with strength out of this world and, and, and courage out of this world. And so I feel like she deserves love and, and deserves wherever she may be, wherever she ends up. I just want her to, you know, feel like she has a place. Mm-hmm. To be at peace. To be at peace, yeah. yeah. I think she deserves that. Yeah. And honestly, I think if if Bo doesn't wind up with anyone, I would be just as happy. Her and Kenzie in the convertible drive off into Thank the sunset. You. That to me, okay. that's the ending. I like that. Good. Yeah. I changed my answer. I'm going with that. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Um, I, we have to wrap up, unfortunately. Okay. But I want to thank you so much for joining us. Thank it's you been for having me. an absolute blast. And again, congratulations on a fantastic season, a fantastic body of work. It's been a pleasure watching you. Thank you so much. Sure. Thank you, guys. Um, Yell, where can the people find you? Uh, the people can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L.tv. And on yell.tv, you'll find multiple interviews with this one right here. Um, You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Google Plus at Yeltiegel, Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Okay, and Ksenia, where can the people find you? People can find me on Twitter uh, at Ksenia Solo on Twitter. Great. And you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find any videos, AfterBuzz TV, SourceFed, or my own personal stuff on my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Matthew D. Lieberman. Um, new shows coming up in the spring. Uh, Orphan Black, Mad Men's coming back for season seven. Playing House on USA is a fun new comedy. You should check it out. So excited about that. Thank you again for Thank joining you. us. Thank it's you been guys. a blast. And we will see you next season. Woo-hoo. Good night. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 